Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. The NFL preview series rolls on, Andy. We get to cover the rest of the best division in the NFL. Eight teams, eight dollars. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, we made fun of this division a lot, but it's very interesting. Again, a little bit of a. We had four teams play as badly as they did, and only one new coaching hire. Uh, I guess Amazing. the Cowboys. Cowboys did lose a defensive coordinator. We had that, but otherwise, not a lot of turnover. You know, obviously, was he really coordinating the defense? <laughs> I mean, he was showing up. He was cashing the checks. Good point. Good point. Oh, looks like you're having beach week this week. Oh, cool. You're at the beach, huh? Um, I'm getting, getting ready for vacation times. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we get to do another podcast while we're sweating a, a live middle. <laughs> and this one, a little bit bigger than a two or three home run middle. So uh, very, uh, very yeah. interesting interjection of some WNBA all-star thoughts as we break down the NFC East top two teams. And we will start with the Washington football team, the reigning champions, who are surprisingly not the favorites to repeat. Uh, can you put some context around why they might not be favorites? And do you think it is reasonable to look at their 2020 season and in any way, shape, or form say that was a fluky result? I mean, so many things had to happen for the NFC East to play out the way they did. Like all, and you know, if you haven't listened to the Monday one, we go in depth on the Eagles, all the strife in Philadelphia, New York, not quite being there, not all that surprising, but you know, losing the running back right away and having a young head coach, not surprising that they finished where they did with the, the amount of wins they had Dallas, probably the biggest surprise, like Washington, having the amount of wins they had, having the record they had was not the surprise. The surprise with the, that record was what won the division. Like all the other, you know, all the other butterfly effects, things that had to happen. And, you know, we'll get to Dallas next. They're our second team today. But the cluster injuries, the fact that the defense was really, 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 really bad when we only thought they were going to be like maybe two reallys instead of like four <laughs> or five. You know, we, we did not sure. think the defense was going to yeah, be good. Right, but, right. I mean, it was right. it was like Oakland bad. Dallas had Oakland to implode. Philly had to implode. Yes. Nothing, you know, the, the Giants offense had to not take a step forward. And they had to have one of the better top five defenses in the league. If you go back to – put put if we put our Washington thoughts in a time capsule from last year, it was pretty consistent from our preview show through – probably week 17. I think we were very consistently like this team's not good, but they're going to be in the mix. They're going to compete. They're going to be in the mix. They're going to be in the mix. Like in the hunt, in the hunt. That was our call. We were like, when they play the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, I guarantee you the narrative will be there in the hunt uh, on every graphic. And you know what? They were in the hunt. Uh, And it realistically, they were in the hunt almost entirely on the basis of they had a defense that could rush the passer and could tackle like mfers and that was because you know why that was it was because they invested first round uh you know high high first round. high first round um uh capital 
into the defensive front seven, I think every year for the last 15 years, uh, approximately. Um, but they finally hit on Chase Young. He was the clear, obvious D-P-O-R-D-R-O-Y. D-R-O-Y. Yep. And uh, on the back of five, six, what, seven sacks, eight sacks, nine, ten sacks from him, um, the defense was very, very solid. And they got better as the season went on. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't know that, um, that the, the, that the, um, there's, it's not a secret this year, like it was last year, last year, going into the, um, into the regular season, the Washington football team defense was projected to be bottom half of the league. That was, that was weird. And we did harp on that a little. So, and you know, that the whole analytics thing, and, you know, we subscribed to a lot of that, like uh, running backs don't matter. Defense doesn't matter. It's an offensive league, you know, all this, uh, this kind of linebacker doesn't matter anymore. Like defense does matter. It just doesn't matter in the way it used to. You can't say defense wins championship. Defense covers games. Defense keeps you in games. Like somebody in the Sam Lipscomb there in the chat mentioned Dwayne Haskins had to get benched. That's a big part of this too. He was not the answer there, but somebody here, uh, deep, deep value better says they played Tampa Bay tough in the play. They did play Tampa Bay tough in the playoffs. A lot yeah. of that was a really gritty performance by, you know, the offense. Well, the t- Taylor Heineke, yeah, Taylor t- Heineke t- was not afraid of the moment. No, he, he, <laughs> he played well for, you know, we also go back and watch Joe Webb's playoff appearance. Like there's guys who can handle that moment. And then there's Joe Webb and Heineke played well, but the defense, yeah, the defense is going to keep you in games, no matter who you're playing. It just, they, you know, there are a few pieces away from being a really decent offense. They have some good young players, obviously uh, McLaurin on the outside. They have a good running back who can catch a lot of balls too. If the quarterback situation's figured out and they add a little more, this could be a good team down the road as much as this franchise is cursed and has a horrible owner and a horrible field and doesn't even have a name. This is a franchise that I think is on the ascension for me. Maybe not this year, but the following year. And I think to answer your first question was, you know, why are they not favored again? It, it, it is just, we'll get a lot to Dallas when we get there, but the public perception of Dallas, what that offense can be, the star power, the, you know, the three receivers, Zeke, Pollard, Dak, the, the fact that it's Dallas, like, they're going to be the second fiddle here just as it is. And, and maybe it's not wrong. You know, I think the gap might be a little too big, but I don't disagree with Dallas being the favorite in the division. Okay. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about their 2020 season before we bring up the 2020, 2021 odds. Um, The 2020 season saw the first season of Ron Rivera regime. Uh, it was a uh, it was a tumultuous season from a ownership and front office standpoint. <laughs> they had a lot of things going on there. None of them were good. Um, and Ron Rivera was able to sort of steer this franchise for you know through a pretty murky, a pretty difficult uh, potential um few months there while he was going under yeah you know, he had a murky few months there yeah uh, he was, and you know, he had a bunch of health issues it just a very impressive job by him will not take anything away from what happened with them last year and what he was able to accomplish with this team uh they went through a transition of having swung and missed on a franchise quarterback a lot of times that is a st- hit the reset button we're just gonna tank for a draft pick they did not they played through it uh they had they brought alex smith back from the dead uh, he wins comeback player of the year uh, after having five or six games in a row where he was just very, very 
not turning the ball over which is exactly what you want out of Alex Smith. Well, that's, uh, that's what you're yeah. going to get. Like, you know, Alex Smith is not like, you're not going to be surprised by Alex Smith. He's not going to, you know, just turn into something he's not like, that's what they got from him. And, you know, a good, a good coaching staff, a good veteran coaching staff, like they have, it's that's, they're the perfect, perfect squad to get exactly what they got out of Alex Smith. Like they yeah. can get that out of a guy and, you know, he rides yeah. off into the sunset. We move on with it this year and, yeah, we'll see, you know, we'll see the defense probably be, I mean, just as good and what, you know, we'll get to 2021, I guess back to 2020 more, but yeah, they, they got what they needed out of the various quarterbacks. They started, they made the right call getting, you know, moving on from Haskins. They made good moves to build this defense, not just our guy, but sweat and other people along the front, you know, the front seven, I mean, they, there was multiple people in the front who were, legitimate threats with the pass rush it wasn't just our guy like that's what made that special like they were they were good along the the whole front the linebackers yeah. Yeah. there were some other you know no defense is perfect but yeah it turned out to be a much better defense than i think even we thought yeah. and you know it's just it was the perfect storm they ran into a, a fun it's fun for them you know i, I kind of harp on teams like this who do you really want to finish eight and eight and then have a middle of the pack you know draft pick or whatever like what you know whatever like win the division go play a playoff game like that is fun it's gonna be fun for the you know just the the fan base in general and especially with some exciting young players on offense the defense being what it is and um i guess we were surprised they actually won the division but we did say they'd be in the mix and uh, it was it was a fun team to watch we you know, did watch a lot you know what was we... surprising the surprising here's the surprising things for me they're one in five through six weeks, they don't quit. Oh. Bad loss to the Giants. They lost 19 to 20 after they go for it for two. After getting that score at the end to, to, yeah. to make 20 to 19, they go for two. They do not get it. That drops them to one and five, and they did not quit. They came back out the next week. They got a win heading into their bye against the Cowboys. That really kind of saved their season. So they're two and five instead of one and six at the bye. Uh, they lost two coming out of their bye to the Giants and the Lions. They lost two. They lost two games to the Giants, by the way. A um, couple thoughts on that that we can talk about as we project forward to 2021. Um, but uh, two more losses. So they are now two and seven. Uh, did this team quit? No, they did not. They I think every it. team was two and seven at some point in this division, I, though. It wouldn't like surprise every team me. has been dead at some point. Like all except the Eagles dead. had that tie, so we, who knows what their record oh, God. was. Uh, but uh, they get a gritty win against the Bengals. They blow the doors off the Cowboys on on Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, and then they're the real pinnacle of their season. They're on a two game winning streak. They go at Pittsburgh, who, if you remember at the time, was undefeated. And they go and hang an L on the Pittsburgh Steelers on the ba- on the back of just very very outstanding defensive performance, uh, third win in a row, picking up a little steam, picking up a little momentum. Complete a four game stretch where they beat the Niners, and at this point, it's like okay, now you actually now we're now we're believing in ourselves with defenses clicking, uh, and then they still needed that uh, Week 17 win to get to seven wins against the Eagles. It was gifted to them. That's beside the point. They still win. Uh, and uh, yeah, I thought they acquitted themselves well in the playoffs and an eight point loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I uh, at home, but they covered, right? Was yeah, well, that an covered. eight and a half? Yeah. It was a cover, right? Okay. I can't yeah. quite remember. Um, Tampa Bay certainly made their 
parlay. I mean, they're a teaser number. I could tell you that. Uh, but the um, yeah, but overall, it was a very successful season. You can't you can't deny it. And as we look now into 2021, let's uh, pull up their odds. Yeah, and um, I mean, just last quick last thing on it. You talked about sure. some of the teams they played, but you know, you will always play, and obviously, you play your divisional games, and then you'll always play a, a division from an entire division from your conference and an entire division. Interconference, inter yes, and they it was the AFC North and the they NFC drew, West. They drew poorly. They drew they poorly. Drew, they had a tough. To, yeah, <laughs> th that is one more yeah. feather in their cap. Like three yeah. teams from the AFC North made the playoffs. The NFC yeah. West: Rams, Seahawks, Niners. You know, Niners with the injuries rough, but like they drew a rough schedule last year. So uh, Lions and Panthers, not so bad, but the rest of that wasn't very easy. It's not 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 all that much better for them this year, is it? They get uh, uh they get the South. Oh no, they get the uh, the AFC West um, and the NFC West South. and the NFC South. Uh, eh. And then the Packers, South's Bills, Seahawks hard, for the extra ones. Yeah, Pat, that's, that's another yeah. reason. <laughs> we'll get to the schedule. Let's let's do odds <laughs> quick, and then we'll get to that schedule. That's another reason why I'm kind of leaning Dallas, even though I don't like them. Okay. So okay. similar, not not a big difference between the bottom three teams in this division. Fifty to one to win the Super Bowl. Again, if you were betting this team just right off the bat, if you were betting this team to make the playoffs, I think you're probably better acquitted to maybe bet them to win the NFC East or the regular season win total over. Oh, absolutely. And in fact, yeah. if you can find plus 325, that's an advantage number because there are some market making shops out there that have the Washington football team in the plus 201 range. Was that a was that a, a special win bet boost by the deep dive guys? <laughs> I, I think they just, they, yeah, they just hate the team. They hate the owner. So if you want to bet Washington football team, sign up for win bet. Uh, use, use promo code Yeti deep dive. Andy. Betsperts, Andy mug. Andy uh, saying no. Okay. And uh yeah, it's uh that that's a great that's actually that's an off market number. I might go <laughs> might go boy that. I have I an know. account in Colorado. <laughs> I just have to make I a quick know. call. Um uh, but anyway, yeah, to to win the AFC East NFC between the NFC East at plus three twenty five, much, much, much better angle of attack than to make the playoffs, yes, at plus one fifty five. Another example of a team then I would say this you know, for all um across the board really for the NFC least I, I we'll talk a little bit more in detail about the the cowboys chances because the cowboys at least have an offense with the pulse so uh they could somehow some way score their way to enough coin flip wins to get a wild card i suppose um but yeah their regular season win total at eight and a half uh juice to the under so that tells you that this is expected to be an league average team a little bit a little bit worse than league average right that's what eight and a half yeah. means now yep it's weird. It's it's still the math doesn't quite jive with my brain. But yeah, a little. I mean, eight and a half means league average. It, it's juiced to the under, so it's slightly below average. And I think that's probably fair. Yeah. Again, let's, we'll, uh, we'll flip to the schedule and yeah, let's jump right to the schedule because because right this is schedule. this is where things get interesting. We just talked about eight and a half was their win total. It juiced to the under, right? Mm -hmm. Interestingly enough, if you take all of their look ahead lines now, again, this is these is these are market. So you can bet into this moment if you so choose. If, if you, you take all of their look ahead lines and you convert them to expected win percentages, they only actually have seven wins implied on their schedule. Not eight and a half. In fact, not even close. What do you make of that little uh, wrinkle? I think 
the you know it is juice to the under so it's more like a, a juicy over eight so but it, again it's probably off by a full win and there is a lot of variance in here there's a lot of deviance maybe with a team like this we don't fully understand what we're going to get from the most important position on the field like you know what you're getting from the defense you know we have some young weapons on this offense but the quarterback has been a bit of a firebrand slash all of a sudden he's not good anymore like there's some there's some question mark, and he's not getting any younger. So, I think this is a team that has a lot of variance, a lot of deviance, and yeah, the implied total says bet the under. Not the worst bet in the world, just because as much as I like this team, I liked them last year. We followed along with our guy Chase Young. We were you know we were Washington football team stands. They yeah. have a tough schedule. I mean, just looking. Where's the easy part? <laughs> yeah, the, the, the easy is part it? is just not existing. Well, Where does again, it get soft for them? We talked about who they faced last year for the two divisions they had to face. And this year, it, it, it doesn't get any easier with the, the NFC South, which with a couple good teams, a couple maybe good teams, and the AFC West, you get the Raiders. And maybe Drew Locke is still slinging the ball up there, but it's still the Chargers, the Chiefs. And then your three teams that are not, you know, just one from each other division there that they play, the Bills, the Packers, the Seahawks. And, and yeah, I guess the Packers maybe could be in a big pickle here. But if the, if everything goes right and Rodgers is back for them, ah, oh, man, this is rough. I mean, their easiest game that's not a divisional game, obviously Vegas. But outside of that, and I, even that, they're at Vegas. They have to travel there after yeah. a Monday night game. After a Monday playing, night, or, yeah. You know, not maybe playing not a team really, that's but... coming off a Thursday. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're at yeah. a that, yeah the, the massive disadvantage there. The team is off Thursday. They're off a Monday. So literally, their easiest opponent probably by by win total. The really? Vegas. Well, no, I'm. Oh, my, besides, my outside, division, outside, outside of division, division. Yeah. their easiest opponent is in what is known as the worst situational spot that we've found over the last few years yeah. playing off a of Monday night while the other team is off a of Thursday night. So they get extra rest to your short rest. It is, I gotta tell you, man, this they is might just, lose to Vegas. This is a this bad is just, schedule. This is a really bad schedule. Like this is bad, what stuck bad, out bad. to me this morning when I started uh, bad, bad, doing bad, a little bad. review on this. It's like I had forgotten how bad this was. That was first in my notes. <laughs> they got absolutely hosed by the schedule gods here. But yeah, no, they, no, uh, no, no bump off your bye because Tampa is also coming off of theirs. And oh, by the way, you have to go to Tampa or you have to host Tampa as a touchdown dog. <laughs> like, yeah. like that's that's a loss. Uh, yeah, that that three game stretch late in the season where you have you're coming off of Monday playing Vegas coming off of Thursday, then you host Dallas on your one little home, your one little Island home game there. Uh, your one and a half point favorites against the Dallas team that is also coming off of Thursday night football. And then you have to go at Philly where they get a late season bye, and here you are just in the absolute, uh, you know, hell, hell portion of your schedule. Oh yeah. And then play Dallas again. Uh, on your Drew. second week of back-to-backs, I, I mean that that like yeah. like put up like like put a uh, put a put a stake in them at this point, right? Close close your eyes quick and kind of yeah, imagine that. Put yourself back in early to mid. It's mid January, mid to late January. It's championship weekend. Really good games, by the way. We had two really really kind of fun games. Championship weekend. Uh, one actually, they were both fairly competitive. KC honestly, the, the final score was. 
I mean, they beat them by like two touchdowns, but Buffalo put up a fight. So, yeah, I mean, I gave away the spoiler there. Buffalo, Kansas City, Tampa versus Green <laughs> Bay. Green Bay. Those are the four here. teams that were in the conference championship <laughs> games. They have Holy all four shit, of them on their schedule man. this year. Not like, just I all had... four of them on their schedule, but they're all clustered. They're very clustered. So Three, maybe... six, seven, ten. So you have to play the four conference semifinalists before mm-hmm. week 10. Oh my goodness, man. That's oh god. Yeah, well, and this then is I mean so bad. Throw, I don't know why this did, we did a schedule, we did a whole schedule podcast and it did not sink in at no. that time. Well, we, we just kind of we glossed hell. over the, the high notes, but and then again, your two easiest non-division are probably Denver and Vegas. You get both of them on the road. Yeah. One in the huge disadvantage spot we talked about, and another one in a back-to-back after facing Green Bay. Yeah, at Carolina is your other kind of maybe oh. cupcakey win. You're a dog on the road. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. what the hell? Yeah, oh there. Goodness, there, oh there is. They're rough. And Ryan's making me laugh in here. Okay, it's, so it's time to let's... kill references. But yeah, it's yeah. it's it's not great. Like that's why I. So let's can't, set let's set aside. Let's let's set aside for a second then um the um uh the discontinuity between the implied wins and the actual win total which i i still don't 100% know why there why that exists but let's just set that aside for a second um if you decompose these lines the power number for the washington football team is minus 2 so 2 points worse than an average team that qualifies for 22nd best in the NFL and is just half a point better than the Giants and a point better than the Eagles. So there, the market, at least with these implied uh, or these season-long look-aheads, is telling you that the Washington football team, not all that much better than the Giants and the Eagles. And uh, we'll, we'll save the, the surprise for the Dallas power number a little bit later. Um, but if you, you, know, you, t- you can take the totals and decompose them as well, they're expecting Washington to have the 25th best offense and the 18th best defense now does that jive considering those the should both the, go the other team? way the opposite ways like, you think so so you think those are both kind of somewhat conservative yeah i think better defense worse offense but again okay. and we, we we talked a couple times when we have the odds up and we're saying hey how should we approach like if you like this team how would you approach them you bet them to win the division if you like them. you know how you bet this team now that i'm thinking about it it's a small bet i already placed it's it's Fitzpatrick to win the MVP because that's what he needs oh, to yeah. do to get this team to the playoffs. Like uh, if he if he plays as 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 well at like that game, you know he always has that one game. It's like oh my god, this guy is like really good today. He's I'm looking something that. up while you're talking. I'll give you one guess what I'm looking up. Um, I don't know. British Open stuff. Either no. way, but. The circa alt win under for the yeah. Washington football team. Yeah. Like, yeah, we, we'd said, like, here's how you bet. I was getting to that. If, here's how you bet on this team. And I, I think it's probably alts either way. Like, if you really like this team, maybe get your head checked, I guess. Or bet on Fitzmagic to win MVP or something like that. Fun. But, yeah, if, you, if you're in agreement with some of these things we're saying about the schedule, maybe an under five and a half for this team. I think you can probably get like a three and a half to one on something like that. If you, I'm, I, yeah, I'm starting to think maybe the the win bet number is more fair, and the rest of the market is a little bit off here. Because um, yeah, I, I 
You want to guess what under seven and a half wins for the Washington football team pays? Uh, plus 160. One, plus 170. God damn, you are on. On it. You were on it. Yeah. So plus one. I just, I just went plus through the article from last year. Oh, from, did you? Oh, so you know about what's that? They, they, yeah, I can't I can't have the numbers. Okay. There, so uh yeah. So um, under okay, I, I will make a case right now. I'll bet the uh, under. I will bet I will bet this. I will get down on under seven and a half here for this Washington football team at plus one seventy. And it is almost entirely schedule based, which is not always the best way to attack these because and again, especially because we were kind of looking down the board, you don't really ever want to take into account like what's happening week twelve on. In terms of well, I'm going to make a bet on this team because of what's happening week 12 on, right? Like that, some of those games that look bad now might not be bad come uh, you know week 12. Uh, the, the Raiders could be starting their backup quarterback, whoever that is. I'll give you 10 bucks if you could tell me who the Raiders' backup quarterback is. It's not Mariota anymore. He's gone. I think Mariota is gone. Marcus Tuia. Oh, Mariota actually is still there. Oh, I thought Mariota absolutely moved on, but he is still there. Give me ten bucks. Um, no, remember? What, yeah, remember when he came in? That was like a big deal. It was Hawaii. I know, I definitely Hawaii. do. But I thought I thought somebody else scooped him up. Uh, uh, yeah, you you could have fooled me on that. I haven't got to my Raiders research. I went with yeah, uh, Tuia Sasopo is my backup guess, but I think it is Derek Carr. <laughs> should we get to Should we get to the quarterback? Yeah, let's talk about Fitzmagic. Okay. What? <clears throat> You go what, take the stage is, is yours. What are your thoughts about I just, this magic? Is it an upgrade from, I mean, from let's, who? let's from pretend. Yes. Let's do, well, let's pretend they could get Alex Smith back and they could get that steady Eddie play or like Haskins wasn't a knob dick and just an idiot about how he was not only playing, but composing himself i it's an upgrade like it's a dumb question it's an upgrade because those are hypotheticals and they're stuck with like heineke otherwise so it's an upgrade but who makes this kind of move that's what i my question about ryan fitzpatrick is who makes this kind of move to get this quarterback at this age with the season you had last year the roster you have right now like what are they after what do you think the expectations are Everybody knows you're getting a pretty old quarterback who's never really, you know, brought a team to the promised land. Like that, okay, that's so where I team, want your head. Like if, yeah. if you're Rivera yeah. and the rest, like yep. what do you from think? From a team building, from a vision, from a team building vision standpoint, how did we end up here? <laughs> uh, you, it, it, this is classic, classic. Um, good job by you guys getting into a playoff, playing hard you know, really kind of developing some of your young talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball, like great job. You know, no, 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 uh, um, no uh, demerits there. But then to turn around and decide we're closer than we are, we think we are closer than we are. And to then try to make what the, the best possible move on the board for you, uh, if you, because, you know, quarterback rich draft, but you don't have a ton of assets. In fact, you have a history of your owner giving away lots of draft capital to move up into the top of the draft. And that didn't work out for you with Robert Griffin III. Uh, so there's really not a path to victory, you know, path to quarterback replacement for you in the draft, which is your absolutely your best opportunity to really kind of revitalize, you know, to really kind of continue to build on the the um, the unexpected success of 2020. So then plan B becomes, well, we are close enough now. Maybe we can steal the division again, get another playoff run. Maybe we win a playoff game this year. We're going to progress that way. So the best way to do that is we are going to go to the free agency market and we are going to get the best quarterback in free agency 
But you know what, Andy? There is never a good quarterback in free agency. Not no. ever. Not ever. There never will be. And I, I, you know, you, you're, you probably would have been maybe better off doing something insane like the Panthers did and trading for a Sam Darnold and just seeing if he had anything. Um, but instead, they go after Fitzpatrick. Now, Fitz, Brian, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick has exceeded expectations at every step of his entire career in the NFL. And so it is tough for me to really be especially critical of him, but oh, I fine. do not think, I do not think the fit is great with the Scott Turner offense. Scott Turner wants to throw the ball down. If he, you know, he wants to push it. Uh, Fitzpatrick is willing to take those chances. Fitzpatrick is a very cerebral guy. He's very good at, uh, you know, kind of evaluating what's going on in front of him in the field of play and making a good decision. He obviously had, uh, you know, some absolutely spectacular comebacks with the Miami Dolphins uh, in getting them close to the playoffs last year. Um, but I do not see a really strong reason to build around him at this point or build an offense around him at this point. Um, if you are the Washington football team, because he does the one thing that could potentially you know, take away from your success this year, which is uh, the untimely turnover, right? And yeah. turnovers are fluky. It's stupid to really kind of, you know, go above and beyond and say, well, yeah, he turns the ball over. You can't win like that. But at the same time, like this team is not good enough from a scoring point standpoint to sustain uh, a couple of random fumbles hints over the course of him playing a full 60 minutes. Would you agree? Yeah. And that's not how this team wins. This team wins by, you know, not turning the ball over, playing tough defense and just grinding out a game. And it's funny too, like something in my head said like, all right, pragmatist Andy running this team says, maybe it's like these people are smart enough. Rivera, everybody just says like, Hey, we weren't as good of a team as people made us out to be last year. It was fluky. But really, their their Pythag was 8.2, depending yeah. on where you look. Like, they, they won the amount of games they should have technically, according to the points. And you can get deeper into some of the more quantitative stuff on that and maybe poke some holes in it. But even with that, I would say, like, hey, like maybe we weren't a good team. We were just an okay team who ended up in the right place at the right time. We're still a year away. So I don't know what the plan is with like, it's not a long-term plan, obviously, because he'd have to retire eventually, but also like, it's not a great draft. It's not a quarterback rich draft. I'm not sure what, you know, just what the plan is long, long-term here. So it, it sucks because I think that's what they like, basically all they need. They've drafted decent. They've added nice players. They just, they really, really could use a quarterback. And it's it's the same in a lot of places. Like there's 15, 18 teams. Like, man, if we had a really good quarterback, well, yeah, that's it goes a long way. So I just don't know what the plan is here. And it was it was a tough free agency class, I guess. You know what? When you miss on a high draft pick, when you miss on a Haskins, that sets you back a little. Uh, you know, everything else I did they liked, or everything else they they did I liked. It just uh, they needed they need a plan. And I guess maybe the fact is is you know, if you're not going to be drafting very high, it's not that great of a class. Maybe you can find a quarterback in the middle of the first, in the second, something like that. So long-term, I'm not sure. I still think it's a team on the rise. They just need to figure out quarterback in the next few years. And like, I'm not super bullish on it because like what you said with the Fitzpatrick being a little bit volatile, turning it over a little too much here and there, 
that's not what I'm excited for for this team, especially against this schedule, against some nasty-ass defenses, Buffalo, Tampa, things like that, things of that nature. So <laughs> not not excited about this team. All right. I think, I mean, they lost some pretty key depth on defense on top yes. of the fact that their defense performed a little bit above expectation last year. So I get, a, you know, and, and defense is random year over year, and it's more of a reflection of who you're playing and blah, 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 blah. So I get downgrading their defensive expectation coming into the season. 18 seems, you know, out of 20, out of 32 seems a little aggressive, a lot, but I mean, I'm fine if you want to say they have a, an average or a little bit better than average defense this year. Um, it doesn't exactly gel, though, with winning football because their secondary still is hugely questionable. They have not made moves, and in my opinion, to truly shore up the weakness on their defense. You could pass on this team. Uh, their only addition in the secondary, they bring in William Jackson, the third, uh, you know, Daryl Roberts added for depth. Neither of those guys moves the needle for me at all. Uh, uh they lose Ryan Kerrigan. Pick. Yeah. They, they, Ker- Kerrigan was some redundancy. Sure. You let him go. Um, you know, some of the other kind of depth linebacking core, uh, all, uh, all moves on that may, may not matter, but, uh, I, do not I don't I don't know what a what a path to victory looks like for this team against a better than average team, which is what almost their entire schedule is comprised by. Oh. <laughs> like, what is a path to victory for Washington against Buffalo? Like, you are you're, you're rushing constant pass rushing constantly, and you're sacking Josh Allen eight times. Like, like what like what exactly? How are you stopping a Buffalo offense from hanging thirty on you? You're just not. Even if even if you're not stopping them from hanging 24 on you, how do you get into 24 versus Buffalo? It's just especially if there's an, un- yeah, an untimely. Yeah, that's, that, that's the other half of these the conversation, which I wasn't even getting to yet. An yeah. untimely turnover or two, and you're just toast against good teams because you don't have the offense to catch up. The defense, let's say even if the defense is better than projected, if it's in that 12 to 15 range or even like 10 to 13 range, it's still you're playing Brady, you're playing Josh Allen, you're playing Mahomes, you're playing maybe Rodgers. Actually, do, do they have uh, they have uh, the Broncos on their schedule? They do. Maybe they play Rodgers either way. Who knows what's gonna happen there? So, it's it's not great. Yeah, it's not a. It's I wish I was higher on this team because they were so fun last year. But if the defense takes a little step back and the quarterback any struggles. It's going to be kind of a long year. Just, I mean, it, I don't know if I've seen a team where it's just like the schedule's so bad, we just can't get behind them. They don't have the team to play this type of schedule this year. So probably an underplay on this one. Yeah. Tune in um, next Wednesday. Win total Wednesday. <laughs> Got that one. That one's written already. <laughs> Win total Wednesday. Uh, you know what else is kind of funny? And you tried Spell to put the stink win though. You, you oh with the with the cursive W yeah. Uh, you know what? You've tried to put the stink on the Browns, saying that they were the team that every, you know, everybody's you know real high on the Browns. I think it's Washington. I think there are a lot of people who feel like they missed out on Washington last year. They didn't see it coming. They reflect on their performances and like, wow, that so team. The Miami Heat. Was, 
yeah, sure, sure. And they're like, oh, well, actually, that's he's that team might have been pretty good. Like, I, I think I'm oh, they upped, they got they added Brian Fitzpatrick. He was great in those high leverage moments from Miami. That's definitely repeat. He was great on top 10 on Sports <laughs> Center when I finally caught his games. Yes, he had the beard and the chain. That guy's got swagger. Like, I that is my buzz team, Washington football team. Yo, look he, out yeah, for he, them. That, that checks out. Yeah, I gotta tell you, this Alt is unders. not. Alt-unders. I think alt-unders is the play. And I guess 7 and 10 you gets it done. 7 and sure. 10 gets it done. Here's the, here, here's, go, can you pull up the schedule for us one more time? Please, producer Dan, our outstanding producer. What week are we cashing our under 7.5 on the Washington football team, Andy? Um, the Monday night game against Seattle? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Or Dallas. They're favored against Dallas too. That and that, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, what if what if Dallas's offense clicks like it can? Kellen Moore gets it, and Dallas is just like two auto losses because sure, that, you know, sure, you're you're yeah. you're not. This is not a team where Dallas. If and we'll get to Dallas again momentarily, but if Dallas clicks on offense, or our defense is still probably going to be pretty bad. This is not a team that can do a track meet. Remember yeah. the Atlanta game last year? That's not what Washington needs. They can't do a track meet game. And if no. Dallas's offense is good, there's two track meets you're in. That's that sucks. So yeah, this is week 13, 14, and then you're just yeah. sweating the even their, at that point. Even their only circle, even, circle will be in Iowa in like two or three weeks, apparently. Even so. their only expected win in the first half of their schedule against the New York Giants is not a super duper spot. You got Terry McLaurin can get wiped out by Bradbury. Uh, and your offensive line uh, was completely unable to do anything against that Giants defensive line in either head-to-head last year, and that was kind of the that was a lot of what the uh, you know offensive success for the Washington football team ended up being last year was sort of being you know was dictated by them winning in the trenches. Um, but you can't beat the Giants in the trenches, so that you know I, I definitely I yeah this is the angle. I don't know that there's a I don't know that there's a better one. On, in this entire division, to be honest with you, and I feel yeah. silly now in retrospect co- commenting on the off market plus three twenty five. I want no part of that, <laughs> no part of that. No, and the schedule throws cold water on anything nice you can say about this team, and that just kind of sucks. That's I mean, if you're a fan, if you want to back him, it sucks. So, um, yeah, and Sam disagrees. He likes. I don't know. He might like Sam's the Redskins. super high on the on the Washington football team. I, I called them Redskins already this year. Yeah, Maybe they come uh, up with a name this year. That would be cool five, if they came up I'll, with a name. I'm going to take the $10 that I owe you for the Mariota correct pick. I'm going to put it in the uh, Redskins swear, swear, swear jar for you. Yeah. And um, I, like I was saying, I will have Circa here soon. The so. R word swear jar. The, yeah, uh, the, schedule, the schedule's <laughs> fair. Like if they had an easy schedule, like Fitzpatrick against an easy defense, that's fun. Like yeah, if, yeah. Uh, you know, let's say, let's say Bradbury regresses or something. Oh, yeah. They, sure, might, sure, they sure. might just truck New York. Like that sure. would be a fun game for them, but the schedule's too much for them. So yeah, I mean their pass rush is going to be good against New York, but that's probably going to be a hell of an under game. I know I was kind of hoping yeah. and praying that we got an over spot there just so that the Giants would be inflated totals in weeks three, four, five, six, but uh, I don't know how that game's going over. <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. Uh, you want to guess what the look ahead total in that uh, Washington Football New York Giants game is? Forty-two. 43. Good guess, man. Good guess. Um, I'm really bummed. Low. 42 just feels really low for about this Mariota thing, man. I really thought it was Nathan yeah. Peterman and Mariota had moved on, but it is Marcus Mariota for the, the backup for the uh, 
to back up for the uh, uh, Raiders. But I, Washington football team backup, Taylor Heineke. If something happens to old-ass uh, Fitzmagic, Heineke, who knows? He might have a pulse. He might be the next Gardner Minshew, uh, you know, performing over his pay pay grade for a couple of years. Who knows? Um, not that that gets you any wins, but, you know. No, and then just, yeah, like the, the turnover, you wanted to talk quick, turnover and injury luck. Final kind of closing thought on them. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought they were lucky turnover wise, but they actually had a negative turnover differential. Yeah, I, I, well, it wasn't bad though. It wasn't like egregious for a team of their, you know, they still were not a good team. They were not some winning team. They were, you know, they just snuck by. Yeah. So to have that turnover luck, but the injury luck outside of quarterback, I don't think was too bad. So yeah, a little injury luck, throw it in with the schedule. The turnovers get a little worse, and all of a sudden you got a four win team. So Godspeed, Washington football team. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not like I do, I have a Fitzpatrick to win the MVP ticket in my account. All of like point. the intangible stuff about Washington is head scratching. Ironically, I mean, honestly, like they gave up more sacks than they got. I wouldn't, have, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> they they gave up. Uh, they do you had, remember the Rams they didn't game? Hardly got any fumbles, even though they had uh, that vicious D line that was constantly putting guys on their back. Uh, it's fumbles. Kind of wild. Yeah, but do you remember that Rams game where Alex Smith had to step in and he got sacked like six times by? I forgot. Oh, yeah. Remember, like the oh, first play, yeah. like, oh, Aaron I had, Donald. I had erased Aaron that Donald's on his back. Like this isn't good. Yeah, I had erased that from my memory. Uh, yikes. Um, yikes. So. Yeah. No, and, and and injury luck wasn't that bad for them either. Obviously, they had quarterback injury problems, but their quarterback sucked anyway, so it didn't, it didn't really matter. matter. Uh, their defense was relatively healthy, and now their defense is a little thinner. So Washington football team, if they have any defensive injuries, it could go sideways on them real quick. Let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. Is that what they Your call them? Some people have called it uh, called it to win. Oh, somebody somebody made a chart here. I'm, I'm on Twitter now. I'm going to have to look at this chart. He made a GIF. I really like this. Um, deep value better. Look at this guy making charts for me. All right, Dallas. Yes, we're on to Dallas. Last year was a shit show. Like we probably, again, I didn't go back and listen to all our previews. We were very excited about this offense. What might've been, what might've been. And it wasn't just the massive injuries on the offensive line. I mean, th there was actually more continuity than people think, but Colin Smith, Martin, those are good players. Those are very good players. They all missed time. Uh, obviously what was week five, week six, Dak breaks his ankle. Andy Dalton didn't turn out to be a great backup, but even he would have been better than the Danucci's and the Gilbert Grapes. Like, what is it? Garrett Gilbert? Garrett Gilbert? Garrett Gilberts. Yeah, those those were not good things. Like things, those were bad things to happen to this team. So yeah, and a lot of people don't even remember the Andy Dalton injury. Like he got concussed bad. Remember that? Like that's what I, forced their hand there. Yeah. So like it, it went, it went sideways at quarterback. It went sideways at offensive line. But a big part of it was the play calling. Like, it was just like, uh, you know, our guy, JG, Gil or, uh, Gilbert, I almost said Gilbert again. But uh, he's up in New York there. It's like he left his handprint on there. And Kellen Moore just regressed. I don't know. I think we thought we'd get more of Kellen Moore. And I don't know. Do you think it was Kellen Moore's play calling? Or did it have the stink of McCarthy on it? I, I liked him better than that. I liked him better. The, the yeah, lack but of it play all action, fell apart, man. Of, and, it and all and fell it apart tough, under. Yes. Uh, it all fell apart under um, 
Jason Garrett, really. Um, God damn, man. We're not going to get this middle in the WNBA. I'm going to close that tab. Um, the overtime. Oh, we need overtime. <laughs> I don't know if that's happening. Uh, anyway, the um, coming in, you had one of the better CLV plays of the preseason. Yeah, I think over nine, nine. Like minus 10 or something. Yeah, and that close did that close at 10? It basically went up a whole win. You had CLV on the Dallas over nine. And honestly, I was I I was jealous. I was like, I really hope something happens to Dak and, and he doesn't get that because it's too good. Uh I was I'm just <laughs> kidding. I, I did not say I did not say that. Um I, but uh and I bet Brian Harmon for you today. Yeah. Well oh, thank you. That was very nice. Team play. Team play. Um the uh the um yeah but ultimately i do want to split share the blame here between mccarthy and um and kellen moore and you can actually go back to week one when it all it all started to fall apart like out of the gate it fell apart you remember week one they were up against the rams and McCarthy just had absolutely no concept about when to go for it, when to kick the field goal, what the stakes were in that game, what the expected, you know, how many points were ultimately going to be scored, what they needed to do to get a win. Uh, I mean, yes, that there was a, a fluky, um, uh, you know, non, was it an OPI on Gallup at the end of that game that kept them from getting a chance to kick the game winning field goal? I think it was an OPI potentially, or, or it was a, a, an ignored DPI on Ramsey, but whatever the case was, um, that was a poorly coached game from McCarthy. And at watching that in, in primetime on Sunday night football week one, it was a it was kind of a, Oh, uh, now I remember what, why my opinion of McCarthy was what it was before this season. Um, and Kellen Moore did nothing to sort of dispel um, any concerns you had about the offense functioning as effectively as they ought to considering their talent, right? This was an offense that did not, it did not match its talent, even when everyone was healthy. And then all of the wheels fell off when you're the, because if you went when going to this season, I was making the case, this Cowboys team, they have they have a terrible defense, but the offense is amazing. If their path to victory to win games is scoring thirty points, this is Correct, they have the potential to be one of the highest scoring teams across the all of the NFL. I thought that was a good play last year at whatever it was, ten to one, twelve to one, um, and it was never really that likely because the they, the aggressiveness really wasn't there offensively. Um, it, they didn't have a very good concept of how they were going to use their three incredible wide receivers. They consistently still wanted to try to engage poor, you know, like minus uh, uh, or like less than, you know, lower than replacement level tight end play. Uh, and Zeke Elliott was a fumble machine on top of the lesser of the two running backs on their roster. And they continued to try to force feed him. And that's, the, you know, this is the um, consequence when you give a running back of the, you know, the Zeke Elliott mold, uh, when you back up the Brinks truck for him out, off of a, a, a couple of impressive seasons as a young player, um, this is the consequence. He gets older, he loses a step, he starts to, you know, get a fumbling problem. And all you can really do as the owner or general manager is put pressure on the, uh, you know, on the coaching staff to give him more touches, right? Like no one is, no one has um, enough clout to go into Jerry Jones's office and say, uh, we're going to bench Zeke and we're going to give Tony Pollard 25 touches this week. No one's got the clout. No one can say that. No one no, can say and, that. 
And to, you know, to be fair to your highest scoring thing, like it was probably dead. It was dead in the cradle just based off the, the fact that that was how Kellen and McCarthy were going to run things, but losing a star quarterback in week five was not good for that. It wasn't good for any bet you made on Dallas, obviously. So I think, yeah, the the biggest story is probably the injuries, but hidden in that is the lack of aggressiveness from the coaching staff with, I mean, you get a Ferrari and you drive it up and down the driveway. No, you let that thing rip, go get, go get badly injured or something. And don't do that, but at least drive it fast. I bought a car once and they told me like, go take this out in the interstate. I bought it brand new. They said, you should get it up to like 120. It's good to break the engine like that. I was like 20 something. I'm like, okay. You don't have to tell me twice. But yeah, they're, they're, they're driving, driving it. You know, like Rain Man said, he let them drive it in the driveway on Sundays once in a while. Let them back it up. Like, that's not what you do with this offense. Like, they need to be more aggressive, more play action, more bunch of receiver sets. Like, the, all three of those receivers should be on the field a lot together. And yes. yeah, just the, the, the two tight end bullshit needs to stop with basically all of this. Like, let's. Let's let's move on to the 21st century. If you're gonna have all these stars, like I'd like to see this offense be fun. Um, yeah. So, but but what's the key for this though? At, for 2021, for the offense to, to be fun, what what has Pollard? to happen? <laughs> I know what, but what has to like really? What has to happen? Like the offensive line, all of those guys who are another year older have to play a full season healthy. Healthy. Dak healthy, has to be healthy. Dak. Dak has to be exactly as effective as he was the year before last year in terms of diagnosing. Coming off a major injury you know, now, though. Coming off a major injury now. And the the you know the overall offensive scheming and concept has to take a huge step forward, or in some cases, a step backward to the first three games of the 2019 season, which is the last time I really remember being impressed by this offense. <laughs> so it's it's crazy, man. I'm I'm excited about this 2022 team with a new coach. Jerry <laughs> okay. Jerry Jerry's very hesitant to Who's the right anyone. fit? Brian Dable? Oh man, that would be fun. Brian Dable and bring his his own staff in, get a good young offensive coordinator with some bright ideas and say let this rip. Like if you're the Cowboys, it sucks. Uh, Jerry Jones has only fired one coach mid-season. That was uh Bum Phillips. And that was a weird year. Like and he doesn't like to admit when he was wrong. So like even after after this season, if it's not successful, maybe a coin flip that McCarthy's gone. So you if you're a Cowboys fan, just seeing what if if I'm if I were a Cowboys fan, I hope I win like one game this year. I hope this team stinks so bad that there's no doubt that McCarthy would be gone. We're gonna everybody... get to their schedule and it's the opposite of the Washington football team. No, though, and man. that's and as as Washington was unlucky by having a tough ass schedule. Dallas might be unlucky by having an easy schedule because best case is <laughs> <thought> of that. <laughs> best case is that how else are you gonna get rid of uh Wade Phillips? I say I'd say bum. Yeah, I think you did say bum, yeah. It's son of bum on Twitter. That's son why I always bum, say yeah. bum. Yeah. Well, you're blocked by he him. Blocked so you wouldn't me. know he blocked that his me. name was Wade, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think that was a fair kind of uh recap of the 2020 season as disappointing as it was. Um, but god, god dude, they were even alive week 17 and all they had to do was beat the damn Giants as favorites and they couldn't freaking do it. Like it's, that was yeah, it was just a poorly coached uh, team. Uh, it, was, it was just so bad. And I, yeah, I don't know that that changes overnight. Maybe, but it does I, not. Uh, yeah. No, it changes when they get rid of them. Yeah. So let's look at their odds. <laughs> the favorites for this miserable division are the Dallas Cowboys. 
I think this is why we said bet the Eagles or the Giants to win the division. Well, yeah, but no rush, really. Like, you can collect a little bit of information before you fire away on this stuff. Um, God, somebody's going to win this division with seven games again, and it's going to be 7-10 instead of 7-9 and nine this year. Um, Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl 30-1, to one, LOL. Win the NFC 15-1, to one, LOL. Uh, make the playoffs minus 150, LOL. Minus 150? Uh, boy, man. It's still the NFC and just the, if this offense is good by accident, just by having that much star power, having that good of a quarterback, having a healthy, cohesive offensive line and a couple of running backs who are ones overpaid and older, but one's pretty decent still like this team could get into the playoffs despite themselves in an NFC like this based off an easy schedule. I think that make the playoffs odds is probably bang on. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm not excited to bet it. I think it's bang on as far as there's no value. Regular I wouldn't, season. I wouldn't, bet, I wouldn't bet a no. Regular season win total over nine and a half. Plus 104. Under nine and a half minus 125. So this one's interestingly juiced to the under, even though everyone has, seemingly in the market has enthusiasm that this is the best team in the division. Um. What goes along with the best team in division, presumably you get a lot of division wins. And I don't know why nine and a half is being bet to the under if this is truly a, you know, a, a, a coin flip that these guys ultimately get a, get a playoff spot. Um, if we flip to the schedule, uh, it is similarly um, as just as you laid it out, this was this is advantageous in all of the ways that the Washington football team's schedule was not. Um, they are favorites in a lot of these games, uh, and a lot of them by more than a field goal, and a lot of them because uh, I guess we're expecting the Cowboys to have a meaningful home field advantage. Uh, does that check out to you? I mean, with fans back, that maybe makes a difference, especially with some of these teams having a whole year of playing in front of very few or sparse crowds. A big stadium like that with full of rowdy Texans, maybe maybe home field takes a little bump up early in the season. Their favorite home game. Yeah, um, but I mean, and some of these are. It's just like you know, Philly, Philly, and the Giants have so many question marks. If this offense is good, like they should be favored. I think those are too big of numbers. I think almost every one of those numbers is a little too big outside of maybe the Vegas one at home and probably Denver at home, four and a half. Like, I'd agree with those, but the rest are probably a half point high. I, I think the Dallas power rating that the schedule is going to imply is going to be higher than mine. Um, and, yeah, it's, it is an easy schedule, though. Like, a rough start, Tampa and the Chargers. If you really want to back Dallas, maybe there's your entry point. Wait till they're 0-2 or 1-1. Great, great segue. What do you think? Don't the let them now. Moves, what is the market move on them from plus 105 to what as they are 0-2 heading into that Monday night foot Philly game? It's not, it's, if they're 0-2, it's not a massive move because it's still so early in the season. You don't have that time decay. And they you know, they still have a lot of implied wins on the schedule. But maybe you get like 140. Okay. That'd feel pretty – that'd feel a lot better. Like if I'm betting Dallas to win the division, I'm letting those two games play out. And if they beat those two teams, then God bless them. I missed out my opportunity. That was a fluke. That likely isn't happening that often. And I, I'll take that result and I'll be happy with, you know, playing it the way I did anyway. Yeah. 
it's interesting that look ahead they are favored at the Giants and at Philly. Um, so you basically you're favored in four out of your six divisional games. Um, and no real nasty situational spots to really kind of digest here. The Carolina one's not ideal because you're coming off of Monday Night Football and they're coming off of Thursday Night Football. Um, <laughs> we might right. get a nice, we might get a nice price. Zero and two is like zero and one now. Yeah, that's true. The math. That's true. That's right. Um, but yeah, that Carolina uh, spot might be a fun spot to back Carolina. You might get a bunch of points there. Uh, that I could see that being higher than five and a half come kickoff just seeing you know unless carolina somehow surprises everyone first couple weeks of the season um but yeah there i I, this is a this is a soft schedule it's easy it is a lot of clustered home games uh the clustered road games are not they're not huge dogs they could win some of those via coin flip i would think uh you have three road games in a row 13 14 15 obviously in my opinion at least when you have a streak of road games later in the season it matters less than if it is earlier in the season yep. and i think that's just because other factors start to kick in like injuries and uh you know scheme and stuff like you know player development other factors really change your team's performance down you know down the home stretch of the season more so than having to travel three weeks in a row um for regular season games for for playoff games with the intensity so high i would have a different opinion but um, yeah and and really too like again a team that I'm not super excited to get behind, but their last five games are teams that I'm a little lower on than the market. So I might be in the Dallas. I might be a Dallas backer at some point during the season. Probably not anything past to win the division to make the playoffs. If those numbers are off what I think they should be. I don't think there's any reasonable, you know, reason to bet them to win the NFC. Yeah, I, I, the I, NFC is wide open, but like going at especially, Tampa, I mean, you'll, yeah, you'll have a preview of that pretty quick, especially because they're plus 100. Like there is a point and there is a price point where I am not making a play on a team, even if I think the market is wrong, uh, because yeah. I think that you'll get more bites at the apple, more, you know, more you know, opportunities to bet them game by game. Then you're going to be locking up that same bankroll for a future. That uh, yeah, I like you know, to split may, that up. Do you know do what a I'm trying to say? Little on the future, and then still bet them game by game. Like going back, going back to variant. like our Philly, like our Philly example, Philly five to one, right? Like I, th- that's a team that I think people will be very slow to react to if they surprise positively, and so you're going to get a lot of squeezes there to bet them game by game as a dog with the points, you know, in, in some decent spots. Uh, where I'd rather approach it that way than really go whack that uh, whack that division number. Cowboys on hard knocks too. Remember everybody. that? Yeah, that's uh, oh, that's right. That's Deep true. Down. The hard knocks spot with all the all the. Oh value. god! Um, um, and, wait, all real, right, so real, we've gone through yeah, all four teams real quick. Real quick. Yeah, real quick on, uh, p- to put a bow on power number. Uh, Dallas's ends up minus one, thirteenth best in the NFL. Uh, that again, it compared to a plus two, excuse me, I say minus one, Dallas is a plus one, one point better than an average team that compares to minus two for Washington, minus two and a half for New York, yeah. minus three for Philly. Um, there you break down their offensive and defensive expectations, offense expected to be seventh best defense expected to be 23rd. Seventh seems aggressive. 23rd feels right. 
Um, I'll get to the defense when we talk about them next. My biggest takeaway now that we've between Monday and today, we've gone through the odds, we've gone through the schedules, and for the most part, besides Dallas, we've gone through up and down these teams. My biggest takeaway on the odds to make the playoffs is that there might be value in some other teams in the NFC <laughs> because these all these teams <clears throat> Which are taking up a little bit say? of. Oh, I'm going to save that for later. But probably, I mean, a little bit the West, a little NFC bit the South, right? A little bit the South. NFC South is to play these guys. Yeah, I think the South and the West for sure. There's some value on some because they take up part of the win market. Like, you know, Philly, New York, Washington, even Dallas, all four of these numbers to make the playoffs, they're taking up a decent chunk of equity. And I don't think there's a wild card out of this. So I think that they create this is creating some value on some other teams to make the playoffs. My power number on Dallas is probably going to be fairly close and i think the eight and a half apply implied is right somebody has to win this division this is just an ucky division to try to predict anything because as much as i like what dallas has i think the coaching staff might muck it up yep that sounds about right and also they have um i guess let's 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 transition right i, I agree with all of that let's transition right to defense because this was the easy way to pick on this team last year yeah and it's like Let's talk about defense broadly okay. before getting into this team specifically. They had one of those problems where they couldn't stop the run, right? And it's counterintuitive that that matters when we think running the running backs running game is less important than passing, blah, 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 blah. But in reality, like if there is an easy, the easiest possible path to victory for your opponent, they're going to take that path to victory. And if that is, we can score a touchdown, you know, get a three and out and then run the ball down your throat for 45 minutes. We're going to, we're going to do that. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and so that's why like the run stopping has to kind of meet the Mendoza line, so to speak. And if your run stop unit is, doesn't get up to at least sort of league decent, yeah, <laughs> not like even league average, passable. Just like, like passable. And teams can get plus if teams are getting plus EPA per rush on you, you are absolutely effed. Like absolutely. Yeah, you, you can't get out of your own way. If, if yeah, if you're behind, you will you will never run, you're you'll dead. never see the ball again. You'll never see the ball again. You know, the next thing you know, uh, you know, you're losing forty-one to seven against the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals on Monday Night Football, right? Like like it's it's that level of um, you know uh, brittleness if you can't stop the run to the level that we saw the Cowboys last year. So what do they do? They invest almost all of their draft capital. Oh my God. I, yeah, I wrote this down. They're, not only that, yeah. but their four highest paid acquisitions were on the de defensive side of the ball. Their first six draft picks in a row were all on the defensive side of the ball. What eight out of 13 total draft picks. Sure. We're on the, and this is so, and I have mixed feelings. Like it's the right move. But as we still, you know, we've discussed this before, like it's the right move, but outside of pass rush, defense doesn't just step in. I mean, some of these were acquisitions through free agency, a little different than a rookie, but you could draft eight rookies. It's really hard to get those guys to just step in like, hey, you're playing a big role and we need you to really improve the defense right now. Defense being as reactive as it is. And I can't remember who brought, was it Dr. Eric? that uh, spoke, he spoke 
well better, well better than me at this. Wow. <laughs> oh, well better. So, he spoke, spoke, spoke well better. He did. Oh. See, he spoke. He spoke well better than this than me. But <laughs> somebody really, really eloquently put this. It says like a pass rusher is just go kill the quarterback. And you know, there's better left tackles at the NFL. It's going to be tougher, but it's still the same concept where you're facing so many different looks as a, a defender in the NFL coming up as a rookie, being a corner, a safety, a linebacker, even, you know, a run stuffer. It's so much more difficult that these guys, the, the learning curve is so much tougher on a defensive rookie. So I'm not hopeful for this defense to turn around. I don't think you are either Keanu Neal and maybe Micah Parsons, the rest. Um, are you excited about anything else they've no. added to this defense? No, but I think, I think I'm I'm fine making this assumption heading into 2021. The change in scheme just by bringing in a guy with a pulse combined with the fact that they've invested this much capital in terms of acquisitions and draft capital. Like, are they going to meet the Mendoza line for stopping the run? I'm fine assuming yes. I'm fine assuming yes. Fine. That's fine. So what I does like that Dan mean? Quinn. I like Dan so Quinn as mean? a as a coordinate, like maybe this is another one of these guys we talk about year in and year out where, Hey, you might be a shitty head coach, but I think you're a fine defensive coordinator. And I think he absolutely meets that criteria. I think he's going to be an okay. It's a, it's an upgrade. Like it's for sure an upgrade on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. He's got a pulse. He's got a pulse and they, and they, and they invested a lot. So I'm fine saying that they meet the Mendoza line for stopping the run. But he did fire himself. <laughs> he did fire himself. It's hard to be a D coordinator while you're a head coach. I think right. focusing right. in on this, he can be an okay defensive coordinator. They brought in so many pieces. It can't get worse. Right? I Yeah, right. Okay, so but, but what does that get you? But what does this get you now? Now you can stop the run. Now you are in games. Get the right? ball back. You're, you're, if you're, you're, you can get the ball back. No team can play keep away against you. Like You'll have opportunities, uh, presumably, to get the ball back. Um how are you putting away leads on defense? Is your is your pass defense strong enough to uh, prevent um, you know com- p- prevent string of completions uh, as teams are in comeback mode against you? It is not. Is your pass rush strong enough to get the key sack to end uh, a com- comeback drive? It is not. I so, don't hate their pass rush. It can. I think their pass rush will be improved. I don't think it's going to be good not good enough to consistently get off the field when you have the lead right so what i'm going with this is literally every game is going to be in the balance until the final whistle this might be a very fun team to watch in fact there has been years where i've been like oh my god the cowboys are in prime time again please don't do it to us um but this year i will be fine watching a lot of these cowboys games they are going to be fun they will be in every game right how many wins did they have last year it wasn't a lot, but five, four, four, five, five and eleven, right? I think they had six. They were six and six and ten. I didn't. I don't remember. But I think, um, I think yeah, it was it was six and ten. And okay. how often? And that that speaks to hey, Dallas is a public team. Dallas is America's team. How many teams win six games and then have six primetime games the next year? <laughs> they have one. Six. One, yeah, yeah, one, just just one, just the one, yeah, one for Um, every win last year, yeah. But I guess so. I guess, I guess my point is really though, the defense may be improved, 
but it's still not improved enough that I think you can lay points with this team. Uh, but I think if, if we see the offense take a step forward, if, uh, if Dak returns to the level of play we saw in 2019, uh, will we be, you know, this will be a fun team to bet on as a dog if, and when they are a dog, but as you saw from that schedule, they're going to be home chalk a lot. Uh, and I'm not going to be laying points in very many, if any of those games, although, um, there might be some good, you know, halftime plays to make on them if they're down. Uh, some live plays to make on them if they're down. Yeah, live um, team total overs, maybe. Live if they team can, total if overs. They can stop the running. Second half overs. Yeah, all of those will be fun ways to bet this team. The biggest, yeah, and the biggest question mark too, and we haven't even got to this. We're just like, oh, the offensive line. If the off, there's so many ifs, and every this is what we do in the summer. There's a lot of ifs, but if Dak is good, is the biggest. If no, I don't think anything else matters. If you stop the run and Dak is hampered or God's forsake, we're playing a Danucci game or something again, then nothing else matters. That was a really gross injury. And I, you know, everybody in the, you know, when they're recovering, they say, Oh, like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Like I'm on, I could play today. And you know, you never hear like, Oh yeah, worst shape of my life. I'm really hurt. Like I might never play again. I don't think I'll, I don't think I'll ever be good again for sure. Like they don't say that. So it's tough to, it's tough to go like that. Kawhi Leonard might say stuff like that. He's a lunatic, but really like the, the, the biggest crux of everything is Dax returning from this injury and being at least like 80, 90% of what he once was when he was real good a couple of years ago. So that that's the biggest thing for me. That's the biggest reason why I probably won't lay it with this team. I won't lay it. I, I think a lot of these uh, home favorite lines are probably over favored. It could be a team that's like 10 and seven wins the division goes like five and 12 against the spread, mm, you know, just, yeah. just wins all these games. Doesn't cover a single one of them. I, I gotta, I gotta ask you one really kind of, this might be like a, I don't, don't, I don't want this to come across as a hot takey kind of deal. Um, but I was looking up Dax, like advanced stats. Hot take. I was looking up his advanced stats for the first three years in, in the league, 17, 18, 19. What, what, what would you guess his, um, his combined rating EPA per play, EPA per pass, uh, CPOE, um, you know, type of rating would be of all quarterbacks uh in the in that three-year sample window just epa just a shade e- positive e- epa per play it's it is positive it's positive like you know point, it's point, point, oh, like point two. Point oh nine five. it's, point, it's positive point, yeah it's positive uh, this is 2000 um and 79 plays so this is a, a relatively large sample size here um but what what would you guess ranking wise among all quarterbacks in that three-year window i mean if it's only a point like middle that's middle of the pack isn't it it's 19th yeah i, I was mean, surprised by this i was kind of looking this up because i wanted to be like can he go back to being the fourth best court and i was like wait what why you know like why am i misremembering like a, like that he was like an especially outstanding top five type of uh quarterback when it, there's really not a lot of advanced data that you can point to that he was like especially amazing um yeah good scrambler good weapons needs a good coach and he can be top 10 and he needs to be healthy we again we don't know if he's gonna be tentative on this injury coming back we don't know if he's gonna be 100 percent. so 
he's such a massive question mark that I am not interested. He's another reason I'm just not interested in laying a team that's likely a little overvalued. Someone has to win this division, though. Like, that's going to be – we need to get that on a, on a T-shirt. Somebody's got to win. Someone's no matter how win. I no matter how I tweak this data also, like I can't get it to where he really like stands out as especially good. And I'm not sure if I I'm not sure if I can wrap my head around this. Like he's in the ballpark of the Derek Cars and the Jared Goffs of the world. It, it's hard to have a good CPOE or EPA per pass when you're throwing swing passes to Zeke that just land on the ground though. Like some sure. of it, yeah, that's some true. of it does have to be the play calling. JG, Kellen Moore. Like, if the play calling is going to be what the play calling was, it's hard to have a, elite numbers. Yeah. Okay, that checks out. That I mean, that out. that is part of it. It's not the whole. It's not the whole problem, but part of it is going to be the play calling. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, think, I, I don't think that I solves guess, itself this year. So, 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 if you had to say over under ten and a half best quarterback in the NFL in 2021. Are you taking, I guess under would mean he's in the top under 10 means over. He's, uh, over means he finishes outside the top 10. I would go, I'd go over. I think he has the talent to yeah. be top five. If in the right situation with the right way. And I just think the coaching and possibly the injury is going to hold him back. So yeah, like he's, he's probably in that 12 to 15 range. Okay. Okay. What's going to change your mind if you see it on Sundays? It's going to be the play calling, the play sequencing. Okay. Like for sure. So nothing Dak can really do himself. No, well, I mean, a big part of it is like, oh, he looks fine. Like, remember when uh, sure. Mahomes yeah, had yeah. the toe injury? Yes. You can kind of tell, like, yes, uh, he yes, doesn't, yes, he's yes, not yes. doing the, you know, the, there was a big lane. He didn't run. He normally would run in that lane. Like, I think that toe's bothering him. If you can see him in preseason in camp and he looks real good on that foot. An ankle, it doesn't look like he's it's bothering him at all. And then that doesn't tell the whole story. You need to see him against live, you know, a full go defense on another team. If he looks good against that, maybe that's the other half of the equation. I need that. Plus, I need the play calling, play sequencing, game planning. I need it to be a lot better. Otherwise, I don't know if I'm interested in this team. We have four teams we're not interested in this division. <laughs> Somebody's gotta win. Why can't us? If you had to, um, if you had to, like, if you had to bet one at their current odds to win the division, the highest confidence I have of any of these eight units is that the Giants' defense is underrated. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I would bet the Giants. I think I'd have to go look at their schedule again, just based off the price. And honestly, like, if you were to say of the eight positional coaches and of the eight different offenses and defenses. My favorite roster, Schwartz, and my favorite Schwartz is gone. Yeah, he gone. Yeah, uh, it's my favorite combination of personnel and and position and uh, grouping coach is the Giants defense and and uh, and Graham. Like that's your that's and honestly, and I'm saying this somewhat, uh, you know, somewhat in the context of the market is rating them as like the 21st best defense right now, which I think is embarrassingly wrong. Um, and offense wins games, not defense. So it's stupid to really kind of base this on, on defense, but um, yeah, I mean, that's why Sirianni coach of the year, 50 yeah. to one or whatever, insane number somebody found uh, or um, you know, just some, just some bet the dog, bet the, bet the price. Uh, yeah. at every opportunity seems like the right plan 
don't watch these games unless it's a you know a, a, a Cowboys comeback type of situation. I don't know. Yeah, and another good point by Deep Value Better there saying like. They're, yeah, you might not see Dak take a single snap against another team in the preseason. Like if you want to see him play preseason, you're going to have to go find like clips from the local beat reporters from camp and see him like running around at camp. Like you might not see him play in any of the preseason games, which truly, hey, yeah. you, like, know, what? I don't, you know, I don't what, know if that's what I want to see anyway. I got great news for you. You're not going to have to look that hard. NFL Network's going to put it right on television for you. Oh, for HBO. Excuse me, HBO. HBO's HBO's going to put it right on your right on your H. Your Knock HDTV. on wood if you're with me. Yeah, we're going to get uh, some great great storylines out of that, I'm sure. Um, so we'll learn a lot more about the Cowboys before they kick off against Tampa Bay Week One. As are they double digit dogs yet, or is it just trending that way? Eight points. Eight. Eight, eight seems like a fair number. So what's the what's the what's the teaser leg with uh, Tampa on that? No, week one. I might have to. <laughs> week one, and your your teaser leg Buffalo is six and a half over the Steelers. That's not quite enough. How about Niners enough. over Lions? That's a road game, seven and a half. I don't love that. <laughs> um, Indy to the Colts is not great. Yeah, we're gonna put a teaser together here. Who do we think we has on. a pulse that we can tease out past? All right, past the touchdown. Dog with the what, what about the Patriots hosting the Dolphins? Uh, they're oh, a favorite. Never mind. Seven and a half. Um, yeah, there's not a great second teaser leg for this. Indy hosting the Colts is a favorite. <clears throat> Here we go. Seattle, Seattle as a road dog heading to the Colts. Two and a half teased up to eight and a half. I like that. You know what else I like? Win, wins early. Can I get yeah. Can Fuck I get uh, can I get Green Bay plus two and a half teased out to eight and a half against the Saints? I thought about that, but I don't I don't think <laughs> I don't you'll know have who that has number. that up. Who, you'd have to bet that, that now. You might have to bet that now. Yeah, oh, I'm, yeah you'd have to bet that now because that number probably changes based on things that happen. Um, injury luck was our last topic there. When a team shoots like, you know, ten for thirteen from three in the first half of a college basketball game, you can usually. Not always hope for some instant regression. When a team has massive injuries and you don't think it's some malpractice by the Chargers or whatever, whatever team, you know, team, whatever. team X, allegedly. Yeah, hy- allegedly. hypothetical, allegedly hypothetical. team, yeah. their, their, their uh, medical department, you know, you hope for regression, but you cannot predict it. You cannot just say like, oh, they had such bad injury luck. It'll come back. Like, it should, but I don't think it's something you should ever bank on. Turnover luck, the same way. You could have a couple, two, three years in a row where just you recover like 35, 40% of fumbles when you should be falling on 50. Like those sort of things change seasons. Bad injury luck, bad turnover luck, bad fumble luck, bad penalty luck, bad schedule luck. You know, they a team can fall on a bunch of those and shit can go sideways. That's why this is hard. So I don't know. Your, your thoughts on injury luck and the – Dallas going forward based off last season. I don't have a ton of confidence that they're going to have a completely clean season because I, I you know, guys like Teron, Teron Smith matter a ton, hundred percent healthy. I don't know that we'll ever see it again. Uh, Zach Martin, similarly, incredibly important, incredibly important yeah. piece of their offense. And I have a little bit higher hope that Zach Martin gives you 17 games this season than I do Teron Smith but both guys are red flags for me and both guys move the number for me. Yeah, um, neck and back injuries like that. 
and then knee injuries as well yeah. for guys like that. That's that does feel like something that could just flare up again. So yeesh. Yeah. And Lyle <laughs> Collins is a great right tackle, but his pass pro is a little sus. Uh, and they have, they have a tackle in Williams that playing left guard, uh, center, super duper young. Frederick ain't walking back through that door anytime soon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I injury luck, uh, should regress positively for the Dallas Cowboys offense. I doubt they lose their quarterback again. Um, but, uh, it's still, um, yeah, they had bad luck cause it was really impactful injuries and a very concentrated cluster injury and, a and a part of their team that you really just were like, well, we don't have to worry about that because they're great. And well, then we didn't even really gone. talk about the defensive injuries because it didn't. It's like, I don't know, going from really shitty to really, really shitty. Like the defense was going to be bad regardless, but there were several injuries on the defensive side, too. Like they were almost more snake bitten than anyone. Um, I suppose you could probably the Niners might have, you know, something to say about that or the chargers for the last decade, but they, they might've been the most snake bitten team for injury. Um, football outsiders, I should check their stats. They put out, you know, a, a rating on this, which teams lost the most starters games to injury over the course of a season who had the worst luck. So worth looking at on that. But I think we all know they probably rate pretty highly in that range. Yeah, I would expect. Yes. Um, here, let me look at it. I got it open right now. Should we do uh should we do our predicted uh final finishes? I don't even think uh, games won. Just like order order of finish for the division. Let's close it off with They that. were bottom four in terms of health by overall. Bottom yeah. four, 28th out of 32. Um offense was 29th out of 32. Defense was 18th out of 32. Quarterback, they missed their had them they had the, the most impactful quarterback uh losses across the entire NFL. And I think that's a completely fair that's fair. Yeah, completely fair. Um, I don't have any, I don't want to go to the tune of putting anything on an expected finish order here. Uh, I, I can't, I was going to make you do it. And then I was, the trick was, I was going to make you do it. And then I was going to say, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I was, was going to put your feet to the fire. And then what's your, what's your I, ranking? I what's no your idea. order, man? No idea. Like all these, again, I think all these teams could finish within like three games of each other. And it's a f- clusterfuck. I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I think maybe some value on the Giants if you do think that defense and and also Daniel Jones plays well. Like probably some value on them to win the division if you believe in the Eagles. Some Sirianni coach of the year. Um, I think we're both agreed on some football team unders, and then this Dallas team yeah. is probably a bet against team if these spreads get a little inflated. I don't have a strong take on order of finish. I like in every other division. I think we could say like I'm very confident of either. Team X finishes first, or in some other ones, Team Y finishes dead last. This is probably our least confident division as far as order of finish altogether. I am clueless. Yeah, it's just like there's a lot of divisions we're going to go through and be like, oh, I like that staff. I like that quarterback. I like you know this. The, I like these young up and coming players. I, I'm searching for that here, <laughs> searching Very for much. it. So, all right. ho- I'm hoping some team sets themselves apart. And we don't have a shit show like last year. I'd like to see a team win like 10, 11 games. That's all I'm asking from you, NFC East. I'm not going to hold my breath because nope. the way that they backloaded this schedule, like there's so many NFC East games coming our way, being shoved down our throat in prime time late in the season as yeah. that's the only competitive conference. And, and if Dallas is, yeah, if Dallas's defense becomes mediocre, 
a little below average and the offense works out, like they might run through the end of that schedule. They might. Yep. And just win this division. That's why they are the favorites, I believe. Oh boy. Oh man. The WNBA all-stars, man. They played some kick-ass defense tonight, huh? Yeah. It did not quite get to the 250 that was opened. Mm. My goodness. Maybe if they played me, another me one. and Noobs left and to talk about that in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if they played three more quarters. God, so um next week we have not decided what division yet, but we'll let you know soon. We'll do, Can't we'll wait. do that right now. We'll decide. So, all right. Yeah. If you're on YouTube and you watch this, do a thumbs up. If you're in a legal state, download uh, the WinBet app. Get yourself a Tumblr. If you listen to a podcast, give me a five star. I think that helps too. And if you're in the chat, I thank you a lot. There was a ton of chatter today. Really good stuff, guys. Looking forward to more tweets, more chat, more replies, more DMs. Football season's fucking here. Let's go.